Welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode here on the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast. I'm your hostess, Danielle Dame, a sugar freedom expert and somatic embodiment coach. And today we're going to be having a somatic conversation. We're going to be talking about our nervous system today. And more importantly, how our nervous system is actually driving our emotional eating patterns and our sugar cravings and addictions. So this is a long overdue podcast and a conversation that I am simply starting today. There is so much more that we can go into and we will be having more of these conversations, especially over in the upcoming workshop that I am so excited to be hosting in April. Uh, Hopefully you've already signed up. I'm going to be hosting a how to heal from sugar addiction and emotional eating three day live workshop that kicks off on April 9th. And the best part is it's completely free to join. So if you haven't yet registered, um, you'll get access to the recordings as well. If you can't be there live, come and get your name on the list. You can find the link to join for free in the show notes below. And of course, if you're wanting to take this conversation around emotional health and resiliency and nervous system even deeper. I'm so excited to be hosting the next round of my eight-week emotional empowerment program that is kicking off the first week of May and I'm opening up registration for that really soon. So come and get your name on the wait list and actually as soon as you do that you're actually going to get early bird access and some really incredible early bird bonuses just for joining the wait list. So if you want to know more about that upcoming program and really be applying everything that we're talking about, not only in this episode or in the upcoming free three-day event, um, we're going to be really deeply applying this in your own life, very specific to you and taking action, which we know, right? If you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that action is where change and transformation happen, not just in listening to another podcast. So this is going to be a really important podcast for you to listen to, of course, <laughs> obviously, but nothing's going to change in your life unless you actually take action. And that's really what my programs are all about. And this eight week journey in the emotional empowerment program is just such a deep dive into all of the very deep inner healing and root causes that are ultimately leading us to be binging on sugar, to be addicted to sugar or any other addiction we may have in our life right now, whether it's wine or Netflix, these these numbing out patterns. So we're gonna talk more about that today. Um, But if you wanna take it to the next level, come and get on the wait list. I will definitely post the link for that below. And as always, I love giving a little update. Uh, You can see clearly if you're watching this on YouTube that I'm still in Costa Rica. Uh, At the time of recording this episode, I'm actually just in my final week here. Final week. I cannot believe how quickly these six weeks are flying by. And it's been so lovely getting some natural vitamin D and just seeing the lush jungle and the animals and diversity and getting to practice my Spanish. It's been a really, really wonderful experience. And if you listened to last week's episode, you also know that it's been full of challenges and full of ups and downs. And one of the pieces that, you know, it's really an insight that I wanted to remind all of you of and really actually ties into what we're talking about today, ties into my upcoming program and the reason that I that I focus on group experiences and healing is this understanding of connection. 
So I've been alone now here in Costa Rica for about a week and it's been a really interesting journey. The first few days I noticed that I was feeling really lonely. I was really feeling, you know, not mentally stable. I was feeling a little bit blah, a little bit sad, a little bit like I don't really want to do anything, a little disengaged with life. And I know myself enough and I know uh, the tools that I need to, to access. And for me, it was connection. I'm missing connection. I'm here in an Airbnb all by myself. Um, it's not a shared complex. There's not a lot of people. There's nobody for me to talk to during the day unless I go out and I go out and interact with people. So I started doing that. And immediately I noticed feeling more grounded, feeling more connected, feeling more alive and more joyful. So I've made some really beautiful connections since I got here. I've, I've connected with a few other people who are just traveling through the area and we've gone out for dinner, we've gone out dancing, I've been to a few events and it's made such a difference in my mood and just a difference in how I'm showing up and how I'm feeling every day. So we can't uh, underestimate the importance of connection and not just any connection, you know, not just the small talk with the, you know, your waitress or small talk with someone on the street, you know, but real good conversations and real good connection and laughter and, and, you know, deep conversations. So if you're missing that, this is your reminder here and today to find that, to create that. It is something you have to create in this day and age. It can be hard to find real connection and let me be a testament to the fact that you can find it anywhere. It just takes one person. It was the one girl that I connected with, the one woman that I connected with here. And we had the best time together laughing and sharing about our lives and our dreams and our hopes and talking about all sorts of wonderful topics. And just that was a catalyst for me to get out more, to connect more, to feel just more alive. So it can just take one person and you can do it anywhere in the world. It just takes putting yourself out there right? Putting that post out on a Facebook group or reaching out to that friend that you haven't connected with in a while and getting together and seeing what happens. So connection, connection is important. And as I said, this ties into exactly what we're talking about today with nervous system, because part of the problem is that we are disconnected from each other. We have false connection with things like social media and the internet. It's false connection where we're not actually being in real deep connection with people. We think we're connected with people. We think we know what's going on in people's lives, but of course it's just one side of it that we see online. It's not the real truth. It's not the real vulnerability. It's not the real human physical touch and experiences together. It's extremely different. And it's something that we are, we're starving for real connection and the regulation that that supports our nervous system with. So segueing, segueing and sliding really nicely into exactly what we're talking about today is this connection between our nervous system and how it's actually driving our emotional eating and our sugar cravings. And more specifically, a dysregulated nervous system, which we're going to talk about in a second, uh, driving addictive patterns, driving as a root cause of your addiction your addiction to sugar, your dependency on sugar, your emotional eating habits, the binge eating habits. And uh, I'll, I'll caveat this with saying a lot of what I'm learning here, a lot of the conversations we're having um, about nervous system here today on the show is brought to you by the recent training that I did, a somatic embodiment training with Soulful Somatic, um, really learning from a lot of the experts 
um, in the field of psychology and nervous system regulation and trauma, um, as well as the years of learning and studying that I've done uh, with Gabor Maté and learning from him and his, uh, his teachings and his research that he's been doing for, for decades um, on trauma and how it actually imprints our nervous system and is the root of addiction. So a lot of this is uh, coming through that lens and I will caveat with saying I'm not a medical professional, I'm not a trained uh, counselor. So this is just a conversation that I want to share with you my personal experiences and my personal learnings uh, around this topic that I feel are really, really relevant and really important. So I'm not going to get too much today into the specifics of the nervous system. I am going to share a video with you that shares a little bit more depth into the different parts of the nervous system. Again, it's not a complete picture, but I have a wonderful YouTube video um, that is not my own, but I'm going to share that link in the show notes below. So if you want to want to go and watch that and learn more about the nervous system. And like I said, this is just the start of many conversations we're going to have here on the show about our nervous system and understanding how we can regulate and the importance of our nervous system and paying attention to it. Uh, so I'm just going to go quickly over some nervous system basics and then we're going to get into uh, the connection between how a dysregulated nervous system is actually driving our sugar addiction, is actually driving our emotional binge eating. So what is the nervous system? There's a billion definitions. So I'm just gonna share this one for simplicity's sake. The nervous system is a set of, or a collection of our organs, our spinal cord, our brain, and all sorts of nerves, hence the name nervous system, uh, that really are ultimately this operating system this energetic operating system and a physical operating system that are responsible for the control of the whole body. This is responsible for communication within our body. It's like a communication system. So you could think of the nervous system as like a computer program, right? It's the system below the surface that runs everything, that communicates with everything, that sends signals and neurons and, and messages through all the parts of your body that's ultimate job for the most part, again, I'm simplifying here, is to keep you safe and keep you alive. Our nervous system is here to keep us alive. This is a very ancient system in the body as a human being and consists of many different parts, many different um, subsystems, and also many different types of nervous systems. So most of us are familiar with the autonomic nervous system. There's also the central nervous system. We have a peripheral nervous system as well that really are all at play 24 seven. These are our systems that are scanning for safety or danger at all times in the day. Now, how is our nervous system actually linked to sugar addiction and emotional eating? So we have to first understand what it means to have a regulated nervous system and what it means to have a dysregulated nervous system. So a regulated nervous system is a nervous system which functions effortlessly by switching on and off and in between the different states of a nervous system. We have different states, you know, safety, rest and digest, we have fight and flight. So switching between all of these different states with ease and speed. So this is a resilient, stress resilient, regulated nervous system response. It's not about being relaxed all the time. 
It's about maybe having some fear, uh, having a, a, a fight or flight response. Maybe you're very really, you know, being chased by a dog and your nervous system's kicking into high gear because this is a very real threat. And then how quickly are you able to then regulate, right? So a regulated nervous system will then, when you are safe, when you're in a safe space, locked in your house, the dog's outside, your system will shift into relax, right? Shift back into safety. Now, with a dysregulated nervous system, this doesn't happen. We essentially get stuck in a state of survival. So even if the threat is no longer there, even if that dog has disappeared um, or been put on a leash and you're safely locked inside your car, you know, even in those situations, your system is stuck in danger mode, in survival mode, never really fully switching into rest and safety. So it's almost like your alarm system of survival is constantly on, even when the threat is no longer there. Now, these, this is where, as a system that most of us have developed, dysregulated systems since childhood, we begin to develop adaptive strategies to build temporary relief. And this is where addictive patterning comes in. Also, when our nervous system is dysregulated, it actually prevents our body from focusing on health supporting activities like detox, right? And autophagy. Our body stays in this high alert state, this high stress alarm state and funnels all of the energetic resources into those modes that it needs to escape danger and away from health supporting activities like healthy digestion, brain development, autophagy, detox, these things that we know support uh, the avoidance of disease. So if we're always stuck in stress response, in nervous system on response, our body is not promoting health. It's actually in a constant chronic inflammation state. And this is where it is also leading to physical disease. This chronic stress, the chronic, we've heard this before, right? This chronic stress state, chronic inflammation state is now being understood to be the root of disease. Chronic disease, you know, any, any disease. So understanding that the nervous system is at play here. So why, the question that becomes why, why and how did we become dysregulated? And then of course, how do we get out of it? Because it's possible. So it's really just important to understand that this imprint, our nervous system dysregulation starts in childhood starts as an infant and actually it starts in the womb and we can even talk about how trauma and these nervous system patterns are handed down for at least three generations genetically and energetically so there's a lot of uh, ancestral and um, even past life if we want to go there trauma that is imprinted and carried down energetically and genetically in through um, you know our our nervous system. So the truth is that we've lived in a world where most of us in some capacity didn't get what we needed at some point in our childhood, which caused our nervous systems to start to get set up and to be essentially wired wrong. I hate using that word, but that's the word that works here. So this is where we start the conversation around trauma. And understanding that trauma is actually what happens inside of us as a result of what happened to us. So it's not an, trauma is not an event. It's the reaction inside and the lack of safety that we feel inside as a result of that event. 
So most of us are familiar with the big T traumas, things like physical abuse or emotional abuse, war, uh, sexual abuse. Like there's a lot uh, that we're very aware of in that realm with trauma. But for a lot of us, myself included, we forget that there's actually big T traumas for an infant that might not seem like a big deal, but are in terms of our survival needs at that state in time. Because as an infant and even in the womb, you know, and, and up till the first, they, they say seven years of life, as we're trying to figure out the world, our complete survival relies on our caregivers. So if any of our basic needs of attachment, of love, of feeling safe, of feeling emotionally connected, feeling understood, these very basic psychological needs, if any of them are not met, we immediately feel unsafe and we start to develop coping mechanisms to get those needs met. And this is where beliefs and identities and, and all sorts of coping mechanisms start to develop that many parents would just label as bad behavior. When really a child is attempting, and this beautiful system that we have built into us as human beings is attempting to get its needs met. So a temper tantrum being a call for love, right? And connection that that child may not be getting. So all of us in some shape or form have had experiences, lack of needs met, experiences or events that have happened to us that have imprinted in our nervous system at a young, very vulnerable age where we don't really know how the world works yet. We don't know that we can look after ourselves because we can't. A child dies without its caregivers, right? Without somebody feeding it and looking after it and keeping it safe. So there's all of these different nuances and we're not going to talk about all the things today, but at some point in those young years of life, we learned these coping mechanisms and really the energetic blueprints in our nervous system in order to survive. So at that time, that was a good thing. But now these blueprints are, are really causing us to continue these maladaptive and dysregulated responses that are leading to addictive behaviors. So these blueprints now involving and learning that it's not safe to be in our body, that it's not safe to feel emotions or express emotions, because if we do, we don't get the love that we need from our parents or we get uh, yelled at by our parents, right? And we also learn to not be ourselves. We learn how to conform so that our parents will love us, right? And essentially attach to us and give us the, the attention that we need. So we begin disconnecting and dysregulating from our emotional body. We begin checking out. It's not okay to feel emotions. I'm going to ignore these emotions. I'm going to keep them to myself. I'm going to stuff them down. I'm going to pretend to be someone else. And again, this is not consciously happening. This is all subconscious survival mechanisms at work. And it's fascinating. I hope you're, I hope you're fascinated. <laughs> I hope you're as fascinated as I am. I love learning about this. It's so fascinating once, as we're understanding new levels of our programming, our nervous system, our subconscious brain, and how this is ultimately driving our behaviors today, both our healthy behaviors and our unhealthy behaviors. So this is dis nervous system dysregulation. Right. And you can imagine, you know, what happens when we don't feel safe to feel an emotion, when we don't feel safe to be in our body, to be connected with our emotions, to be connected with our bodies. What we do is we use what we can to escape and to regulate. 
and we've learned these patterns in the society that we've grown up in in a very unhealthy way. We, we have not been given the tools to regulate and to properly process and support ourselves when emotions come up, right? If you're feeling nervous, you're feeling anxious, maybe you're feeling afraid or grief or discomfort in your body, some difficult emotions are coming up, but you have no tools to regulate and you have this deep-rooted belief that it is not safe to feel these emotions or and have no idea how to actually process them, how to release them from your body because it's never something you learned, of course you're going to turn to something to escape and numb. And for most of us, the easiest, most socially acceptable way to do that is food and sugar because it gives us this temporary dopamine hit that feels good for a minute. And it feels like we were able to escape that pain. We were able to escape that discomfort in our body. And this is the root of all addiction. Trauma leading to this disconnection and feeling of it's not safe to be in my body is the root of all addiction. I wholeheartedly believe this and I'm gonna stand in that belief. I know there's lots of viewpoints on where addiction comes from, but I really stand behind what Gabor Mate has learned in his years of study of, of hardcore addictions and really uncovering that the truth is this discomfort of being in our own body, of feeling our own emotions, of being ourselves, not even knowing who we truly are. These patterns are what are causing us to fill a void to escape, to numb, to cope, to self-regulate with toxic substances because we've never been given another way. So please here, reminder, gentle reminder, there's no room for shame here. There's no room for guilt or blame. This is just a byproduct. We are all a byproduct of the society that we grew up in. And our parents didn't know this. We're only recently uncovering and understanding how these imprints starting in the womb and even starting, you know, three generations back have actually impacted us today. And I know personally myself, you know, I've gone into ancestral trauma and understood that, you know, my lineage having lived through World War II and being in this fear uh, uh, and scarcity and hoarding food and not knowing if you're going to be able to eat has actually been passed down to me and my fear of scarcity and feeling like there's not enough to go around. So it's really fascinating when you start to see the family patterns and I encourage you to look and think, you know, even as a woman, um, I'm noticing a lot actually here being alone in Costa Rica, I'm noticing my feminine imprint of being afraid near a group of men in a country, in a foreign country by myself. There's construction happening right next to my Airbnb and I notice my body go kind of into alert mode every time I leave and come home. And this is a very, very real imprint as a woman in my body in the past, it was not safe to be in those situations, to be alone with a group of strange men, right? That was a dangerous situation to be in. And I guarantee in my lineage as a woman, there have been situations where that was very much not safe. So this imprint is still in me, even though when I really think about it and look and feel into my current situation, I'm very safe. These construction men are super nice. They're lovely human beings. There's no danger to me, but I'm noticing this response in my body that is not mine. 
So really fascinating when we can start to dive in and just start being curious whether or not you believe in that. Um, that's fine. There's been a lot of research being done proving that these are these imprints are actually true. And fascinating as well, while we're on the topic of addiction here, is this understanding that, uh, you know, the last few years and decades, uh, scientists and psychologists have understood addiction as something that was genetically passed down. But I love uh, this new approach and how Gabor has really uncovered that it's not a gene that's getting passed down. It's a trauma pattern and a nervous system pattern that is being passed down. So if we understand that addiction is rooted in trauma, these trauma patterns of say your grandpa being a, a, an alcoholic or your father being abusive, these are the patterns that get passed down into the way that your household is as you're growing up. The lack of love, the disconnection, the feelings of unsafety, the not feeling worthy and loved. That's what's getting handed down, not a gene. So I'm going to throw that out there as a really fascinating alternative way to really be looking at addiction. And I wholeheartedly believe this, um, knowing what I know about energy and about patterns and nervous systems and belief systems and how these these perpetuate in our lives. I can even see this in my own family, in my own life with, you know, my my mother's side of the family, my grandma being extremely disconnected from her emotions, being so just in and coping mode. Um, then being ra raising my mom in that household where we don't talk about emotions, we just shove them under the rug, we pretend everything's okay. My mom grew up in that environment and then of course handed that down to me in my upbringing. We didn't talk about emotions, you know, we weren't able to really connect in my feelings as a very sensitive young child uh, because my mom didn't have those tools. So the tools aren't handed down. And this is where we start getting into those patterns that we see in families. So how we've learned to regulate, you know, how society has actually taught us to regulate is using things like food, using things like drugs, using social media, technology, right? Waking up first thing in the morning, feeling nervous about a work meeting you have and immediately going and scrolling on Instagram or YouTube, right? We also learn to regulate by disassociating from our bodies. I know most of the women that I work with have completely no idea how to feel. There's no felt sense in the body of any feeling other than just flat. So this disassociation is a huge trauma response. And also this all desire to pull away and disconnect from people. Even though we need connection, as I talked about earlier, there's also a, a, this very real uh, regulation response that it feels safer to disconnect. Even though we need connection, it feels unsafe. So we disconnect. So it becomes this vicious cycle and we feel like we're regulating our nervous systems by just being alone, but we're actually doing more harm over the long run. So how can we begin? Here's the question now. How do we begin to build healthy regulation of our nervous system? And how do we begin to really repattern these old energetic blueprints, our operating system, right? Because we understand now, and I'm really understanding this now. I mean, when I started, you can listen to episodes on the podcast from last year. You don't hear me talk about this because this is something new that I'm really understanding and learning is that it's not all about the brain. We do so much mindset work, you know, affirmations and belief changes and, uh, you know, all the mind stuff, building habits, like all this good mind stuff, which is helpful. 
we definitely need the mind, but we have to also tap into the body. So when we talk about how we can learn to regulate, we're learning how to teach our body, again, how to properly switch between all the different phases of a healthy nervous system. So again, it's not about always being in Zen mode, right? It's about having a stress response to something that is a very real danger and then relaxing again, right? Finding our way to safety. And a regulated nervous system also doesn't fire up for threats that aren't actually there, right? So oftentimes, we'll easily, we can think about a scary situation and get fired up, right? Our stress response will come in because our body doesn't know the difference between a real threat and a, a threat that you're just thinking about. So this is where watching things like violent movies, that's something I never do anymore. My body does not need that nervous system activation. Some people love that adrenaline rush, right? And that adrenaline is your body's fight and flight response kicking on. And it's actually very toxic to the body. It's giving it a stress response that, in my opinion, we have enough stress to deal with. We don't need to be getting it from the news. We don't need to be getting it from movies. We don't need to be getting it from bungee jumping. <laughs> um, and I know some, some of you love that. And obviously there's, there's a fine line and a balance for each of you to navigate, but just to consider that some of these thrill-seeking things are actually just continuing to keep your fight and flight response activated. So how do we regulate? Okay, and how do we retrain our body here? There's so many things that we can do and the biggest, most important thing to do is to begin investigating um, support in this area. Whether with a somatic embodiment coach or a trauma-informed therapist, or various different modalities that do exist out there um, in the world to help go in and actually tap into the nervous system. So how we heal the nervous system is first by making contact with it, right? And connecting with it and learning from it and allowing the nervous system to actually release what it hasn't released. So this is where we talk about emotional release, you know, and, and energetic release that comes with that from these situations in our whole life that we have not released the, the blueprint from. So all of these adverse situations, the sadness, the guilt, the fear, the terror, the heartbreak, all of the emotions that we've ever experienced energetically as a human being need to be felt and processed. And if they're not, our nervous system will stay dysregulated. So again, there's so many techniques that we can do this. We can retrain our nervous system. Breath is one of the most powerful tools breath work, um, as well as psychedelic therapy, uh, you know, something I'm a huge proponent of, uh, but both of these can help get into the root of trauma, get into the nervous system, get into your subconscious mind and repattern, maybe even giving yourself uh, what you didn't get as a child, right? This is a beautiful, one of the beautiful things that we can access through psychedelic therapy specifically is actually going back into those trauma situations where we didn't get the hug we needed. We didn't get the validation that we needed or the attachment that we needed. And we can actually go in and give that to ourselves. So it's almost like traveling back in time, which is really cool. Uh, but obviously breath work as well is another way that we can access this, this nervous system, this theta brain state um, without using psychedelic substances, just using the power of our own breath, we can access our deep rooted energetic blueprint and allow the body to, to release what needs to release through movement, through pain, through sound, through emotions. Uh, a good breath work session has a, all those combined into one and really allows 
us to release bit by bit those imprints in the nervous system and teaching our nervous system what it means to rest. So a good proper breathwork session, just like at the end of a yoga class, has that super rest state. So really dropping down into releasing every sense of tension in the body and teaching your body that it's okay to rest and it's okay to be fully surrendered. Connection is also gonna be really, really important. Connection, physical contact, uh, co-regulating with others who have a regulated nervous system. This is one of the most powerful techniques, right? You ever notice how good it feels to be around someone who's very relaxed? Someone who talks slow and just feels relaxed and grounded and gives you a nice slow hug. Somebody who's just not in a rush. We notice like when we're around that type of person, how we start to drop into that state versus being around someone who's talking really fast, really nervous, uh, has a million things going on, is just complaining about how busy they are, is multitasking and doing six things while they're talking to you. Even hearing me talk about this right now, I'm noticing myself get activated. That's a very stressful type of person to be around, right? And that might be you. And this is where co-regulation becomes so important, is being with someone who has a regulated nervous system that can hold you in that space and help you come down and learn like, oh, I can be, I can be in this too. I can be, I can be this relaxed. I can be this at ease. I can let go of the tension in my body. Ah, I can remember to breathe again. So co-regulation is very important. Another piece here is nature, right? Really being in nature, grounding, doing movement practices that stimulate the nervous system in a relaxed way. Things like yoga or Tai Chi, right? That really teach your body to relax right, to bring that down a notch. Music is a powerful one for me. Music and dance are uh, really powerful tools that I've used a lot of that help me not only connect with my body, release emotions, release energy, but really just drop into full relaxation and teaching my body that that's safe to do. So these are just a handful of tools that we can use to regulate in a healthy way, right? So the more of these tools that you build into your life, the more you're gonna notice over time, your system starting to re-imprint. You're, you're downloading a new program on your computer. And this takes time. This takes time, this takes a lot of work. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. This takes a commitment to really going in and, and learning about your nervous system, learning what activates it, learning how to build in stillness and mindful practices and regulation practices like we just talked about into your daily life connecting with your breath, you know, reminding your body of these moments so that over time, this becomes your new system. This becomes your new operating system and you no longer notice that you need to escape. When a difficult emotion arises, you know how to handle it. You know that you can handle it and you know that it's safe to be felt and expressed and processed in a healthy way. Learning to process the anger, learning to process the grief, learning to really be with yourself and get the support that you need, having the support network that you need to do that in a healthy way. This is where the real healing happens with food, with, with any addiction. And the sad truth is that we live in a society where that just the systems are not set up to support us with that. We don't have proper trauma-informed uh, specialists in schools, in homes, in all these places that they should be in my opinion, you know, in, in our early years especially, 
these really impactful years. And of course, as adults. So now we're creating those. And that's something that I am personally extremely passionate about. This is my purpose on the planet to create these safe spaces and these containers, uh, these programs that I host where we get to navigate regulating together. And we navigate through vulnerability, through talking, through body-centric embodiment practices and somatic you know, practices, all sorts of different ways that we do that. So if you, if any of this is resonating with you and you are ready to finally, you know, start dipping your toes into regulating and reconnecting with your emotions and your nervous system, this is exactly why I've created the upcoming How to Heal from Sugar Addiction and Emotional Eating Workshops, uh, the three-day live event that kicks off on April 9th. We're going to be diving deeper into exactly this. We're going to be having a deeper dive conversation into our emotions and I'm going to be sharing some actionable steps and tools that you'll be able to take away to help you begin reconnecting with your nervous system, reconnecting with your emotions and shifting the belief systems that you even have about feeling. So beginning to step back into feeling, learning how to, you're going to also learn how to process emotions without needing to turn to food without needing to turn to these numbing and escapism mechanisms that are at the root of your sugar binges. So this is a deep dive training. It's been a year since I've hosted this training and I'm so excited to be doing it again. And the best part is it's totally free to join. Totally free to join. I want you to really soak this in. You're gonna get some amazing training. You're gonna get a workbook, community, connection. We're gonna be having really vulnerable conversations and I'm gonna be sharing much deeper into my journey and my learning and the tools and actual techniques that you can apply right away into your life to start feeling different, to start regulating in a healthy way so that you're no longer needing binging on food and disconnecting from your true self uh, one minute longer. I'm really excited. I hope you're excited to join. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be so much fun. I'm right now putting final touches on everything that I'm gonna be sharing. And yes, indeed, it's three days because there's so much that I wanna go through that it's gonna take more than one day. <laughs> so it's actually three days and very much important this is all about taking action. So in between each of the, the videos, uh, which are spread out over a full week, we're spending a week together during that training, you're gonna be having homework. You're gonna be having action steps so that you can start applying everything that I'm teaching you. And by the end of the week, you're gonna feel completely different. You're gonna feel completely different about food, completely different about your emotions and your connection with your body. So I am so excited to, to dive in and get started in April. So I hope that you'll be joining us the link to register for free, get access to all the resources, to the community, to the live events, um, and some extra bonuses that I have along the way. You can find the link below in the show notes, of course. So come and click, click on over and join us. And thank you so much for tuning into another episode. This was really a really long time coming. I've been wanting to have this conversation around nervous system and trauma and addiction for a long time here on the show. And I sincerely hope that you found this eye-opening I hope that you found this um, thought provoking and I hope that you're feeling some things coming up as I'm sharing. You know, some of this may be really standing out and resonating for you. I encourage you to spend some time with your journal after listening to this, you know, in a safe space, not driving and reflect on what came up for you uh, in this conversation. Reflect on possibly some of the root causes of your nervous system dysregulation and making some commitments for yourself on how you're going to take the next steps and, uh, and really start 
learning new healthy ways of, of being in the world so that you no longer need to be using food and sugar. So that's my hope for you. I hope you take action on that. That's how the changes are actually gonna happen. And I look forward to seeing you in the upcoming How to Heal from Sugar Addiction and Emotional Eating workshop series in April. So many good things in store for you in April and in the coming months. So thanks again for tuning into another episode and I will see you next week, same time, same place. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.